from Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18, and also a familiar verse, Matthew 11, verse 28. I started in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18. God says, Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. And over in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, familiar passage, a familiar verse, Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I want to use those first two words of Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18. Come now. I want to preach on a message entitled, Now is the Time. Let us pray. Pastor Devonshire, please stand and pray, sir. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Yes, Amen. Amen. Tuesday night, we started out preaching, rise up and get your miracle. Last night, we preached about it's time for the shackles to come off. Tonight, now, right now, it's the time. I had these words written down. I didn't know if they were going to sing it or not, but I got a little different words. Whatever you need, whatever you need. Now, I got God got it, but God is. God is what you need. How many believe that tonight? If you need deliverance from some addiction, I said if you need deliverance from some addiction, it doesn't matter what it is, God can free you tonight. Amen. I saw a sign, I saw a sign, I believe it was this morning or last night, maybe last night, it said, don't let gambling break you. Don't let gambling break you. How many have ever seen that sign along the highway, I-55? Maybe not too many people say, well, preach, I don't gamble. Well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We don't have to stay there any longer. Amen. But don't let sin break you. Amen. Don't let sorrow break you. Don't let failure break you. Don't let discouragement break you. Don't let disappointment break you. Don't let regret break you. Whatever that went on in your past, don't let it break you. Because Jesus said, come, come unto me, all ye that labor in a heaven laden, and I will give you rest. The struggle may be real tonight, but the help is real. Life can sometimes get a little messy. Amen? And when it does, when it does, where do you turn? Peter said, to whom shall we go? 
And what Jesus said, what Peter said, to whom shall we go? For thou hast the words of eternal life. You know, where can you go when it seems like your life is topsy-turvy? And it seems like maybe your finances, hello? Maybe even your marriage, maybe your relationship with your children, or just maybe you yourself. Your life is so messy, but God said, come now. Let us reason together. I don't care how much sin you got, how much noticeable it is. It could be double dip. But when I'm done with you, you're going to be clean. Oh, hallelujah. You're going to be clean. I thank God for the blood. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ. There's power tonight, church, in the blood of Jesus. Salvation is now. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2, for he said, I've heard thee in a time accepted. In the day of, in the day of salvation have I secured thee. He said, behold, now, now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. Don't squander this opportunity. I said, don't squander this opportunity to really get right with God. Amen? There's an account in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 19. Zacchaeus, Jesus was coming by. He was a short man, and he sought to see Jesus, who he was. And so he had to press through the crowd, rather. He climbed up into a sycamore tree to see Jesus. And when Jesus got to that place, Jesus saw him and said, Zacchaeus. Now listen to what it says. I want to tell you what it says right here in Luke chapter 19, verse 5. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste. Make haste, come down, for today I must abide at the house. What does he say? Come now, come now. Don't waste any time. Today it's urgent that you come now. I must spend some time with you. I'm glad that we can make room for Jesus. How many want to make room for Jesus? He said, come now. Oh, hallelujah. Even now, the verse of Scripture came to my mind. When Jesus went to that church of Laodicea, there in Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, along those lines, I believe it is, I'm not looking at it. He said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and sup with him. I thank God when you let Jesus in, Jesus is going to meet all your needs. Amen. He's going to supply whatever you have need of because he understands what we're going through. How many believe that Jesus understands what we're going through? The world may not understand, but I'm glad that Jesus understands. And Zacchaeus, he came down. And not only that did he come down, but Zacchaeus made a, co a confession. He fessed up. Amen. He fessed up. I've been taking stuff. I've been doing stuff wrong, but I'm going to give it back. Because I want to be right. Amen? I want to be right with God. You see, when Jesus comes into your life, you're going to fess up. Amen? You're not going to try to cover it up. Can I get a witness? Not going to try to cover it up. You know, we're not going to be like David. You know, David, you know, he was sneaking around. Looking at that lady. Glancing at that lady. He knew he was married. He knew he should have went back in the house. But he wanted to stay and look at her. And then he called. Listen, he called. 
They said, but that's, best, that's uh, Uriah's wife. He didn't even care. He didn't care she was married. Oh, getting quiet. Let's go back to shout. Come on, preacher. You got to get back to shout. I don't like when you do that. You're killing my spirit. Well, maybe God wants to kill that lustful spirit, Amen. that adulterous spirit, right. looking at things you ought not to be looking at. Amen. Amen. And so make a long story short, David took the man's wife. He slept with the man, slept with her, had a child, amen, with the woman. And then when he found out, then he said, well, Uriah, come on, uh, go down there and be with your wife. And you got to cover this thing up. I want this thing to make, I want it to seem like it's your child, not my child. I mean, that's his thinking. But Uriah, Uriah didn't go down. And then he got him drunk. Uriah still didn't go down. So David said, I got to kill this dude. I got to get rid of this dude. And David thought he had everything covered up, but God was displeased with him. And God sent the preacher his way. Oh, hallelujah. I'm glad that God still got some preachers. Oh, hallelujah. That'll do what he tells them to do. He won't, they won't try to be people's pleasers, but they want to please God. And he went to him and he preached a little bit to him. He said, thou art the man. But David said, oh God, I've sinned against thee. Oh God created me a clean heart. Hallelujah. I'm glad tonight when we mess up, we can fess up and Jesus will wash all of our sins away. Amen. Whatever you need tonight, God's got it. What do you need? I was talking about that Pentecostal power part. It's already on here. What do you need tonight? Do you need that Holy Ghost power? Are you thirsty tonight? I said, are you thirsty tonight? The Bible said, this is what Jesus said in the last day, that great day of the feast. Jesus stood and cried, saying, if any man thirst, let him come unto me. Oh, hallelujah. Let him come unto me and drink. Oh, come when, preacher? Come now. The waters is ready. Amen. Jesus is ready. I was thinking about that lady, or actually, maybe it's down here, I don't know. But that lady that went to the well, she went to the well. She was thirsty for the natural water. Oh, but she needed something else. And when she got to the well, Jesus said, give me a drink. And so she had to start a racial debate. I'm glad we don't start racial debates, amen? Amen. We'll get away from that stuff. That stuff will get your mind messed up. It will. It'll get your mind messed up. But anyway, Jesus didn't waste time. But that woman said, if you only knew who was asking you for a drink, you'd be asking him. Because I got some water for you. I said, oh, I said, really? You got water for me? Are you greater than Jacob who gave us this well? And he drink from it, the cattle drink from it, children drink from it. Who are you? And Jesus said, woman, you can drink from this water, you're going to be thirsty again. But the water I got is going to be water springing up. Oh, hallelujah. It's going to be that everlasting water. How many want that everlasting water? Amen. And that woman, she said, Sir, give me this water. I need it now. I didn't come for it, but something on the inside is telling me, I need a drink from you. I need, I need to taste and see that you are good. And Jesus said, all right, hold, slow down, slow down. You want the water, but slow it down. Go call for your husband. Go call for your husband. A lot of people trying to get filled with the Holy Ghost and they're still living in sin. God will help you, amen? And so when Jesus said that to her, she said, I have no husband. 
Now, Jesus, now, sometimes we make light of it, but I really believe Jesus was really helping her out. Was trying to let her see, I know all about you, and I want to help you. I'm not here to dog you. Can I get a witness? I'm not here to dog you. But sometimes we can come to church with that attitude. The preachers want to dog me out. We, we can't, we got to have that attitude. God, I just need something from you, and I need you to speak to me. I need you to help me. Amen. And so Jesus said, you've had five. And the one you're living with is not your husband. And so they had a little discourse and a change or whatever, even about worship. And then when Jesus said, I am he that speak to you, guess what that woman did? That woman, she tasted and she dropped her water pot. I said she dropped her water pot. Oh, hallelujah. And she went into the town. What was she doing, preacher? She was leaving her sins with Jesus. She was leaving her past with Jesus. She was leaving her regrets with Jesus. And she went out and began to evangelize. And there's something about when you taste of this water, you're going to become a soul winner. Amen. You're going to start telling people about Jesus. And she said, come, come and see a man that told me everything thing that I ever did is not this to Christ. Oh, hallelujah. I love this. Amen. Because that's what I was doing today. Come on to church. Come on and hear about Jesus. Come now. Get your blessing. Come and get this Pentecostal power. Woo! You need it. When you get this Pentecostal power, you're going to get excited. You're going to be energized. I don't care how tired you are. You're going to say, God, I got to jump. I got to praise you. I got to. Woo! Woo! Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He said, preacher, that's just a show. Well, don't tell that man that was leaving the other night. That man was leaping and praising God. He didn't care. You know what? When God touched you, you just want to show. You just want to show it. Amen. I know we all are different, but there's something about when God touches your life and when God fills you with the Holy Ghost, you just can't keep it to yourself. You got to let it out. You got to let go and let God have his way. Oh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh. Get the Holy Ghost. Get the Holy Ghost. You get the Holy Ghost, you're going to be fired up. You're praying the Holy Ghost. Today, today was one of those days. You ever had one of those days? You know, I'm thinking I'm praying, praying at the prayer meeting today. Praying, started working on a message. And I said, God, this has got to be the message. But man, it was not coming together like I thought it would or thought it should. And I got all the way down to Five after five o'clock, I said, God, help me. And seemingly, was just impressive on me, go do something else. And I went to something that I hadn't preached in a while, I hadn't preached here anyway. Now it's the time. I had to get back to it later. But I'll give you the title of it, the title of it, because that's what we need. Rise up. It's time to get the victory. Amen. Amen. It's the title. I don't know if I preach it while I'm here. Maybe along the way, just pray for me. But, you know, God really wants us to rise up. That was, and I really, when I saw that on the web, I said, God, yes. And it's not up there now, but I said, rise up. It really is time for God's people to rise up. If we've been risen up out of sin, 
If we've gotten the Holy Ghost, amen, I believe it. I drive along the streets of St. Louis. I say, God, you want to save these people. God, these people want you. Somebody want you, God. Lead us. Let us be. Let us be consistent. Amen. But then now's the time. Now's the time to rise up. You rise if you've risen to be saved, to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Maybe you need to be healed tonight. Maybe you need to be healed. You know, never come to church. Never come to church with the attitude of, this is the way I am, and God can't fix me. That's the lie of the devil. If you're here tonight, if you're here tonight, God can fix it. Because the Bible says, with God, nothing, oh hallelujah, with God, nothing is impossible. If thou, Jesus said, if thou canst believe, Jesus said, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. I want to trust God. I want to say, God, I believe you for a miracle. I believe you for my healing. Amen. I'm not going to just say, well, God, you can't take away this little pain. God can take away anything. God can take away a headache. I said, well, go ahead and take the aspirin if you want to. But still, God can take it away. Say, God, bless the, bless the Tylenol, whatever. But God, I'm trusting in you to take it away. God, I got some pain in my back. Oh, God, I'm believing you to take it away because I want to leap. I want to dance. I want to be active for you, God. I want to praise your name. Woo! Hallelujah. You see, Jesus even said, all that come to me, I will in no wise cast out. Does the scripture say, draw nigh to God, and he'll draw nigh to you? How many believe that tonight? Amen. There's an account in the Bible, and some of us familiar, and I'm going to move on. And you could probably get ready to come on to the uh, instrument, be thinking about what you want to play, whatever. I'm going to wrap this up with this part. But there was a certain woman. You know about that woman with the issue of blood? That was messy. She was messy. But God was going to help her. The Bible says she has suffered many things there in Mark chapter 5, verse 26 through 29. She has suffered many things in many positions, and has spent all that she had. And was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. She went from doctor to doctor. Things still didn't get better. You know how people go? They go from one club or one bottle to another bottle. One drink to another drink. They go from man to man, woman to woman. And sometimes, really, that's literally. A man leaves one man to go to another man. That's gross. And I thank God for, his, for, for God's grace. That could be me. And I say that seriously, it could be me. I thank God it's not me. And I pray for those. I don't just, I don't just look at them and look at them. Oh, how disgusting that is. And it is disgusting. But I begin to say, God, help them. Amen. Women, one woman, they leave another one. I was in a church years ago where two ladies came to church. I didn't get on them. I preached the Bible, but I didn't get on them. And so one of them, I would look at them. I would look at them when they would leave. When they would leave the church, I'd, look, I'd shake their hand and look them right in the eye. Right in the eye. And I said, Jesus loves you. And I said with sincerity, Jesus loves you. And so the one that was acting like a dude, she stopped coming. She found her another girl. But I'm glad Jesus can set somebody free. Yeah. If that's your issue tonight, if that's your issue tonight, Jesus can help you. 
Jesus don't want women loving on women and men loving on men. Amen. God created Adam and Eve. Amen. And I know who I am tonight. I'm a man. I'm not Adam and, amen, I'm a man. I'm Timothy K. Love, a man. Amen. You don't have to tell me, well, do you really know? Do you really know? No, I know I'm a man. And if you're a woman, you should know you are a woman. This woman, this woman, listen. The Bible says here, when she heard of Jesus, oh, hallelujah. Oh, something kicked in. She got inspired, church. I said, she got inspired. It was her time. Now it's my time. The Bible said, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his garment, but his clothes, she said, I shall be whole. What was she saying? I'm going to put forth an effort. I'm going to press through this crowd, and I'm going to get me a blessing. i got to get to Jesus. Jesus got what I need, and I'm going to get to Jesus. I don't care who's in the way. I'm not stopping until I touch Jesus. And that's the kind of attitude we must have. Tonight, the Bible says, play softly. Don't play too loud. Don't play too loud. Got a little bit more, sister. I know time is going on. We sing a little bit. Let's play softly. The Bible says, and straightway, the fountain of her blood was dried up. She felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. You know, when you really make a connection, there's times... You just got to cry out to God. I mean, just cry out. Whether it's crying out from within like this woman was, or just crying out loud, you just got to cry out to God. Just really give it a try. And say, God, I really need you. You know I got some issues in my life. And I need these issues to be resolved. Tonight, do you have issues? God can help you. I have some things typed out here, and I want to go through it very briefly. Are you having issues tonight with your children? I share from time to time when I go places preaching. I may have shared it here before. My boys were young. Now, you play softly, sister. You keep playing. Don't, don't turn it all the way off. And I remember when they were teenagers or whatever, 11, 12, going to teenage years, and I remember I would, when I would read the Bible and pray with them, I remember seeing like, man, they, not that they didn't still have that rebellious spirit, but it seemed like they were doing so much better. And whenever I slacked off, it seemed like, man, they just went haywire. They went wild. And they grew up. I shared this other night and I was over in Florida, and I'm, I'm not going to get sentimental about this tonight. You know I'm not. They grew up. They even went to Bible seminary. One didn't finish. And one went out. Went out into the world. Eric went to the world, too, but he came back. Tonight... He prayed, I prayed, their mom prayed. Eric came back before she passed. Tim didn't come back, not to God. But tonight, 
Tim came back. He's come back. Tonight, because we, we had issues, but we prayed. Begin to pray to God. You don't have to wait till your children leave to get like this. But we prayed. Now, I would, I would have never dreamed of my son, Eric, being a pastor. I've told people that I never, I, I would have never, never thought he would become a pastor. But tonight, by God's grace, he's pastoring in the place where I used to be. What are you saying tonight, preacher? That when we get down to business and pray and seek the Lord, because our children need it. Our families need it. Amen. And I know children can be saying, I got an issue with my mama. You may have an issue with your mama or your daddy. They always trying to tell me what to do. You ought to be glad. You ought to be glad you got a mom or a dad. They'll say, you know, you're not going to do that. That's not right. I remember. I remember. Thank you, Jesus, that we slowed it down. I remember when I was a teenager. Wanted to go wild. Wanted to go wild. And I remember I wanted to bring my girlfriend to the house. And I saw the living room was free. Mom was in the back. So I said, I'm going to slip right here in the living room and close the door. But before I could close the door good and lay down on the floor, Mama was open that door. You see, Mama knows when you come home. Hallelujah. I said, Mama knows when you're coming home. And my mom opened that door. She said, boy, get up. Leave this door open. You see, I may have had an issue with my mom, but I'm glad that she stopped me. I know she didn't stop me from doing everything. I'm saying tonight, if you got an issue, God wants to stop you. I said, God wants to stop you right now. God wants to help you right now. If you've gotten, if you've gotten, now listen to this, as we stand. Come on, stand to your feet before Pastor Conway. Come on, stand to your feet. Come stand with me, please. Stand. Stand. If you've got, just listen for a moment, please. If you've gotten spiritually lazy, I mean, the word you just don't feel like praying and reading your Bible. I want to challenge you tonight to reach out like that woman did in faith. She said, God, I can't go on like this. I really need your help. I mean, just really, really from your heart, reach out to God. Don't do it for brother love. Do it because you want to an improved, an improved relationship with Jesus. How many want that tonight? Let's do it now. Lift up those hands. Come on, Pastor. God bless you.